This is Drew Walters, owner and manager of Vantage Gone Franchise, two-time league champ. You're listening to the Smashcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Smashcast. I am your host, Commissioner Patrick, and uh, very excited to be doing this episode right now because we are post-draft, and we are days away from kicking off the season. People's rosters are set, people are talking, I'm getting trade offers, and I just gotta say, I am very excited, very grateful to be back. There is so much up in the air with this, and uh, and who knows what's to come. It could be a crazy jumbled cut up or even eventually canceled season, but today I'm feeling good, you know, uh, because today things are looking up and I'm just excited to get a little normal back, a little football back in my life. Um, <clears throat> pardon my cough. As I think many of you know, I, uh, very excitingly tested positive for COVID-19 last week and have been quarantined in my apartment for this is um, seven days. I have not even really set foot outside because I'm in a, an apartment building and I don't want to bump into my neighbors. So I have been playing a lot of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster, playing a lot of Fall Guys, um, watching Legally Blonde, the other day that was great um and i'm kind of losing my mind a little bit so but it's good it's fun and uh all the more reason why i'm ready to get some football going start talking some trades talking some smack and uh uh getting in touch with people good things are coming so uh we'll jump right in we got a great show today in my opinion um coming up here shortly we're gonna have uh, Smash League insider um, slash senior analyst Kevin Schefter Bose, former uh, team owner in the league, has now transitioned into a role where we basically bring him in as you know an outside analyst, someone who can take a look at the league from an unbiased stance and give us some honest opinions. I think this is exciting. It's something I know that he wanted and something that is going to benefit the league greatly. So we're going to talk with him shortly. And then uh, after that, got a great interview with uh, another league member. And then he sticks around and helps me um, do some commission picks. And we get out of here and call it a day. So I hope you enjoy. And we're going to jump in right now to our talk with Kevin Schefter. Here we go. Okay, joining me now for the first time, not as a member of this league, but as our senior analyst and Smash League insider, um, someone who's an expert on all things Smash, uh, who has the inside scoop, who is close with a lot of the league owners still to this day, and is a very uh, valuable resource for this league going forward. We've got uh, former commissioner, Kevin Bose, 
aka Kevin Schefter. Thanks for joining me on this uh, on the Smashcast today. Uh, really good uh, to be here. Thanks for having me on that. So, so we'll jump right in because I know you've been busy, and let me do my best to set you up here. Basically, you got your hands. You know, you've seen the draft, and my understanding is you were able, you went through with a fine tooth comb, and you really you dug in and you actually created an algorithm to determine your rankings. You went ahead and, and gave us power rankings uh, before week one, all the way fourteen through number one. Is that pretty accurate? That's pretty accurate. Um, I kind of winged it and did a first-time method, you know, something that I'd never really tried before, but I'm 100% confident that it's 100% accurate, and mm-hmm. you'll have nothing but facts here, no opinions. Perfect. I love it. Well, we should jump right in then, and I think if you tell me, do you want to start at number 14 and work our way up? Is that more dramatic, or do you want to, do you want to go, do you want to start at one, and what, 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 do, you, what do you feel like doing? No, let's, let's start at number one, because uh, okay. the only thing more exciting to find out whether you're one, number one or not is whether you're last or not. Uh, Great. Let's start from the top. Okay, well, we'll start from the top then. Um, I'm sure this person will be very excited to hear, and also I'm sure the league is very curious to find out why um, you rated the Sandbaggers, Dom Gamba, as your number one team coming out of the draft. Loving this team, the Sandbaggers finally put together a good draft in my opinion. There's a lot of names on here uh, that I like. There's some names on here that I think that you take purely because of the upside, but overall uh, I'm really liking what I see across the board. I think you have depth for a change. Um, This is a a well put together team. I don't know where he drafted in the snake. You know, if he was three or eight or wherever he was, but uh, love me some James Conner. I think Deshaun Watson's going to do fine. Todd Gurley's got upside. I think Aaron Jones is great. Like, there's just a lot to be excited about on him. Sure. Um, I have to agree with you. I think a lot of the league will, too, would, would be putting him high. I'm with you. I love Deshaun Watson, obviously. I think, you know, Todd Gurley and James Conner and Aaron Jones all have, you know, there's always injury risk. And so uh, that's obviously a big red flag for those guys. But coming into week one, these guys aren't injured. And if they're healthy, these are all guys who have potential to be top 10 backs or better. Um, and, and I think his wide receiver core for going so running back heavy is actually very strong. I think Stefan Diggs, one of the most talented receivers in football, Marquise Brown, very talented. And he's got, I love uh, Nico Hardman and Emmanuel Sanders on the bench. What he's got in my opinion is a lot of, a lot of home run type guys, you know, these are guys who you can plug in who they might get three, four catches, but it might be, you know, Diggs might have four catches for 110 yards and two touchdowns. You know, that's the type of day you can, you can potentially get out of Diggs. And so this is a roster that I think can beat anyone any given week. Absolutely. Yep. No, I agree. Okay. Well, very nice. Let's go on to number two. You have the crazy 88. You have Chris's team as your number two team coming out of the draft. Tell me what you're thinking there. Let me go ahead and pull up Chris's team real quick. Got to find it. Here we go. I really like uh, the same thing, kind of like Dom's. I feel like there's just a lot of upside. I don't think he has the depth that Dom has, but I think he's got a good quarterback, uh, an awesome running back combo in Saquon and Melvin Gordon, and then the upside of Galladay and T.Y. Hilton this year, Like I think there's a lot to be excited about. Um, you know, again, I don't feel that he has the depth that Dom has, but uh, 
he might not need it. He might have a set it and forget it kind of lineup because these guys have the potential to produce every single week. All right. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, obviously, Saquon is great. I was tempted to take him with my first pick. Ultimately, I didn't do that, but uh, but I love Saquon. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to like about this team as well. Wide receiver core is very strong. His bench is, is pretty strong. Um, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm liking the team. Good job, Chris. The computer really did well for you. <laughs> Number three on the list. Uh, very, very humbled. Uh, you got the Savages. You got my team at number three. So I'll just sit back and let you tell the league what you like about my team. This team feels nostalgic to me. It just takes me back to a time when I used to draft, and it feels like a team that I would go out and try and draft myself. Uh, again, there's a lot of big names on here, and some of them have had questionable seasons, and they might be getting drafted because they are who they are. But at the same time, everybody's allowed to have a little bit of a downside and get the chance to come back. Uh, I think Matt Ryan, I, I know you know the status that every other year for starting Ryan, and you're, you're banking on it, and uh, it really could be out for you. Yep. Uh, the C-Mac is just locked in, and I love Lindy as a, as a solid number two. I think he's going to produce week in and week out. Maybe, maybe not huge games, but you're, you're going to get some decent numbers out of him. And then your one, two, three for receiving just has potential to to really just win you any given week. This is a, a really good team. You got Justin Tucker who can get you over twenty points in a game at times. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can beat people here through the air, on the ground. Doesn't matter. All right. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty happy. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, and I feel I feel real good about Philip Lindsay considering. McCaffrey is basically one and a half running backs. So the way I see it, I need to fill half a spot there. I think Philip Lindsay yeah. will, will do at least that much. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. I, I love Juju, and I like Odell this year for bounce-back seasons, but they will need to be bounce-back seasons. Neither of these guys performed last year up to what would be their uh, their standard. So that's, you know, but but I, I feel good about it. I'm excited about it. So um, thanks very much. Let's Let's move on to your number four team. Um, you got the new guy, the Snooters, Matt Snyder, coming in at number four. Tell me, um, what are you thinking about Matt's squad? Matt's squad's pretty decent, you know? I mean, I'm not sold on Kyler Murray. I need to see more out of him before I consider him a viable start. But, I mean, I had the Julio-Robert Wood combo last year, and, you know, there were some weeks where it paid off really, really nicely. A lot of upside with Kamara. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the handcuff of uh, Latimus, I thought, was a pretty good one. Uh, yeah. You know, and then just, you know, there's some potential on here, too, with Darren Weller and Christian Kirk to also be, like, very viable fill-ins for the weeks that you need them uh, and still put you up, you know, 15-plus kind of numbers. So uh, I think it's a good team. I think he did a good job. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is a really solid team. Kyler Murray, I mean, hey, he might not be great, but he is going to be the focal point of an offense, and he's going to run. Uh, and like I said, Kamara's great. And if David Johnson can be serviceable, right, then that's a great number two. Uh, I think Julio, yeah, this is a strong roster. I'm, I'm with you on that for sure. Yeah. David um, Johnson finished a lot higher than you would guess last year. If you go back and look, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was top 10 or top 12 or something like that. He very quietly did very good. So, yeah. Uh, it's not, we're not that far removed from a lot of success with him. And they're going to use them. I mean, they've shown Houston likes to use a workhorse back. 
this is the team that had a thousand yard rusher in Carlos Hyde, I think just last year. Um, and that guy sucks. So that's uh they get a thousand yards out of Hyde. I think they could do it out of Johnson. Um, yeah, Carlos Hyde, if you're listening, I mean, you do kind of suck, but. <laughs> but if you ever want to come on the show for an interview, I'd love to have you. Um, let's see. We'll get number five. Um, the Coon. That's uh, Connor Riley's squad. So what what do you what are you seeing potential wise out of the Coon? The Coon, I really like. Um, I mean, Pat Mahomes. We'll just skip over that. Everybody knows what's good. What's good there. Same with Lamar Jackson. Like, there's, there's no need to even mention them. We know those are great picks. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Fournette just potentially became really valuable, so I like that. I have no idea what Cam Akers' role is with the with the Rams yet. That information might be out there, but I haven't heard, so I, I don't know what to think as far as like that combo goes. But one person I'm really excited if if he pans out, it changes a lot of things for him. AJ Green mm-hmm. and seeing how you know can he do it? I feel like this is his year to prove. Like if he still says you know has what he says he does. This has got to be the year that he does it, and uh, you know Tyreek Hill is going to put up some massive numbers for him. Uh, he's got some good players. Yeah, I will. I will go back. I know you said enough said about Patrick Mahomes, but I will add that that Mahomes Hill double stack has potential to be incredibly dangerous. Um, yeah, because you get a sixty yard bomb to Tyreek Hill, man. That's big points. That's big brain time. Uh, yep. The opposite of big brain time is that he's got Daryl Williams sitting on his bench for Kansas City. Uh, seems unlikely that that pans out for him much at all there. Um, yeah, I, hope, I had high hopes for that last year, and it didn't pan out. Yeah. There's no reason to assume it will this year, so I understand <laughs> what he was thinking with the handcuffs, but I don't think it's worth it. He's dropping the old guy, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, all right, and then number six. So this will round out your – essentially your your playoff prediction more or less if you will or like at least early season um your your playoff squad and so just to recap number one dom number two chris number three me number four matt number five connor and at number six is nate riley with the wtf shady nasty so what are you seeing with uh with nate's team that as of right now gets him in the playoffs for you his running back combo is way better than anybody was trying to give him credit for at the draft. Dalvin Cook is a phenomenal player, and when he's healthy, that guy is a game changer. And Mark Ingram is legit one of the best like uh, running back two options out there. I mean, he is an RB1 in my opinion. He's just a time and time again, like I'm done trying to be a non-truther for Mark Ingram. He's a really good running back and a really good pick here. Mike Evans, I mean, should, you know, that double stack with Tom Brady, I think that's going to be some big brain time, some big point potential where that's going to, you know, win him some games. And Amari Cooper's got huge upside. Uh, Henry Ruggs, you know, like he's, he's got some depth here. He's got some people to play with. I mean, some names that I like seeing. I think uh, he's going to need a lot of lineup uh, Nirvana here to make sure he's putting the same, you know, the right guys in week in and week out. But, uh, if he if he if coaching is to the challenge, he's going to be dangerous this year. Sure, yeah, I uh, I agree with you, Mark Ingram. It is kind of become very popular for whatever reason to kind of hate on Ingram and undervalue him. 
for a lot of people. And I know they drafted some guy or whatever, but all the more reason where I think Ingram's going to be the new Frank Gore in 25 years when Frank Gore finally retires. Just in that, there's just always going to be some value there. You know what I mean? Like you just, and, but people will consistently underestimate him. So I'm with you on that. All right. <clears throat> now let's look at, um, we'll keep going just outside of that playoff bubble, but clearly teams with potential. Number seven, um, you've got Coos, you've got the Nomads coming in at seven. So what do you see with Aaron's team? Aaron's team is kind of a head scratcher for me. You know, there's, uh, I, I like uh, going heavy on the rookies. That was something that kind of um, like was noticeable with me. I think that Claypool and Pittman Jr., um, you know, they're expecting good things, but being a rookie in this league, it's, it's hard, man. It really is, and it's going to be, you know, maybe he got him a year too early, maybe not. You know, that's what's kind of exciting about rookies. So, you know, I've gone heavy on rookies before, just kind of on the hopes that they are going to be great. So I hope it works out for you there. Um, carry on, I really like him. Michael Thomas is phenomenal. You know, George Kittle, he's got some really good options as far as, uh, you know, getting thrown to Matthew Stafford, I think is okay. And I'm really wondering what's going to happen with Leftel this year. Like, I honestly, it doesn't feel like he's going to have a big year to me at this point. So I don't know. That's kind of a question mark there. So I have him out of the playoffs, but he's got some good players, and I think uh, he's going to be some trouble this year. Sure. I mean, Michael Thomas is a guy too who can score you 40 points and win you a week just by himself. So that's always worth considering, but. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, let's look at number eight now. You've got uh, – and it's gone. Drew Walters coming in as your number eight team. So uh, what are you seeing with the and it's gone franchise? I mean, I hate to say it, but I think Josh Jacobs is a phenomenal play. And having Kenyon Drake – or, yeah, Kenyon Drake, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad one, too. I don't love Montgomery. I think he's holding on to Montgomery. He just wants to be right about him. Um, you know, I'm not sure about that. But I think he's got a really strong uh, running combo there. Uh, loving some Cortland Sutton and Keenan Allen double stack. I mean, that's going to definitely win him some weeks. And Aaron Rodgers, when he's on, you know, he's going to win you some weeks as well. Uh, you know, inconsistency is what you can expect out of Aaron Rodgers, but he's worth having on your team. So... Um, I, I like a lot about his team, but I really do feel like this will be his first year out of the playoffs. Interesting. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Uh, I do like his, I, I agree. Kenny Drake is great when he's on the field. He was smart to handcuff with Chase Edmonds, in my opinion, because Chase Edmonds looked very good last year in his limited play. So, and if, if Kenyon does go down, I think you got a good player there. Um, I do see that he scooped up Devonta Freeman. As well, there's been rumors that he's going to go talk with Jacksonville, and so yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hey, it's a deep. Got to throw someone on your bench. Uh, if, if it doesn't work out, you drop him. I like that, but uh, I will. I will reel back a little bit. I, I love Cortland Sutton and I love Keenan Allen, but I worry about Tyrod Taylor feeding Keenan Allen, and I worry about Drew Locke feeding Cortland Sutton. I think these are high caliber, some of the most talented receivers in the NFL, but do they actually get the volume? You know, week to week that he's going to need to win fantasy games? That's going to be my question. Yeah, it is a question mark worth addressing because, I mean, if it's a non-issue, then he, his team is it's probably better than I'm giving it credit for. Sure. Totally. Um, let's look at number nine. Uh, at number nine, you've got the Humble Fucks 
uh, Mikey Hudson squad. So um, tell me what your thoughts are with, with Mikey's team. Really loving some uh, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Had him before. Uh, he's just one of the best quarterbacks that you can have in the league, just hands down. Uh, I think Kareem Hunt is going to have a really good year. I think uh, because of the split time, he's going to be a really good number two, but uh, he's got borderline one potential. I know he might just completely take over. We'll see. Uh, Hopkins, yeah, I mean, he's, he's Hopkins. He's going to produce even with uh, Kyler throwing to him. You know, I think his numbers might go down a little bit, but he's talented enough to where it shouldn't really affect him that much. And, you know, Devontae Adams, he's, uh, he's great. Man. <laughs> just, I'm really liking what I'm seeing here, but there's just not a lot of depth. You know, Antonio Brown, just feel like classic <laughs> <laughs> humble look there. He's there for the um, locker room presence only. Yeah. He's, that's the type yeah. of energy Mikey's trying to bring to this team, and I respect it. He's trying to destroy his locker room. Like I got cancer anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's actually very interesting. If I'm remembering correctly, last year when we did auction draft, Mikey basically blew his load on Saquon Barkley and Lev Bell and then, you know, phoned in the rest of the draft. And that didn't pan out for him that great. I think Saquon was fine, but he was a little banged up. And Lev Bell was a huge swing and a miss last year. This year, yeah. he very clearly went the opposite route. He very well could have the strongest wide receiver core in the league with Adams, Hopkins, and Lockett. That's a great one, two, three receiver. Russell Wilson's great. And then, yeah, obviously Kareem Hunt, you know, yeah, if he gets really involved, could be great. Chris Thompson, again, he's got a lot of pass catchers, not starters, you know. Uh, Zach Moss on the bench could take over the job. Matt Burita could be getting a lot of touches in Miami. So, again, it's interesting to see the zero running back uh, strategy put into play here it's, it's it seems unusual for what mikey would normally do i know he's a big running backs guy so he's clearly i i think trying to get out of his normal element here this year i think so i think he's ready to put in the work and uh you know through good team management and you can win some games but uh you know it's riding heavy on you you're like you gotta gotta do the work you know all right let's look at uh number 10 now we're all the way down to 10 um, and that's going to be Colt, and the who's actually paying paying his respects to you, former commission with the uh, rest in peace smoking hot Nazi boners right now. That's um, right. Here, let me. Uh, I'm having trouble finding them. Gotta pull them up real quick. There he is. <laughs> yeah, that was nice of him. Yeah, shout out to you there, Colt. Thanks for uh, a little tip of the hat. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Colt. We'll jump right in. Josh Allen, um, it's still a question mark for me. I, you know, uh, I would like to see a little bit more before I'm more comfortable with him as a guaranteed starter. Uh, but Josh Allen is really close to being uh, looking like he's a really smart pick too. So you know, I just if he sets it up this year, that's a great pick. Nick Chubb, you know, um, I, I I do feel like Kareem Hunt is going to take away from Nick Chubb at some point. So you know, there's. I'm not expecting what he did last year, and for last year, I wasn't overly impressed with Nick Chubb with what they were saying he should be doing. Uh, and then it kind of falls off for me as far as um, like receivers go. I just don't really love any one of his receivers. You know, uh, I, I do really love Austin Eckler. Like he's almost like a one point five kind of running back for me as well. Where that dude's such a good catcher, you're kind of almost getting half a receiver out of that pick as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's phenomenal. But I really think he needs a lot of water super help. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Um, 
Well, and that to me that kind of wraps up like the so you got your top six, which is like they're they're in the playoff bubble, and then you got seven through ten, which is like there's something to like here, you know. Maybe you don't have them in that playoff spot, but they're right there on the brink, and they could make a push, you know. Some things go their way, and they're in. Now we're getting down to the bottom four, which I would have to assume, you know, these are these are teams that you just for one reason or another, maybe there are a couple of things you like, but ultimately there are a lot of things you don't like. And so we'll go to number eleven here, um, which is Nick Riley, the annexation of Puerto Rico. Um, tell me about Nick's team. Nick's team, same thing, has a lot of question marks for me. Like, I think Drew Brees is a very safe play, a very good one. Miles Sanders' uh, stock did recently go up, I feel like, uh, since I did my ranking on him. Uh, so that one could be pretty good. But I've never been a Joe Mixon truther. I just feel like uh, he's kind of been let down every year for what, uh, how much potential he has. You know, they talk about all the time, all of his potential, but it seems he's always hurt. There's always some reason stopping him from reaching all of it. So that's just kind of, in my opinion, that's where he's at. Uh, talent-wise, he's, he's kind of peaked. Sure. Uh, the kind of had an off-season. Uh, I like Zach Ertz, but I only like him for, you know, 10-13 range. Nothing like a wide-out one number. Landry is kind of a question mark for me. Um, you know, but C.D. Lamb, maybe he steps up there. It's tough to say, you know. Um, I think having the triple uh, quarterback technique is not an effective one. It's just picking up one, two spots on his bench for, uh, you know, anybody, really. But then, um, you know, I don't see the reason of having three quarterbacks on a team. I can understand two, but not three. Yes, that does seem like an oversight, unfortunately, towards the end of the draft. And uh, drafting your bench is important. That's a good point. Like you gotta, you gotta be smart through all facets of the draft. Um, number twelve, you got you ought to believe it, Jordan's team. Um, so you know, he's got Lamar Jackson, but I'm guessing that's probably the only thing you like about his team, then, huh? I do like Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is another guy where it's like, unfortunately, you can kind of bank on the fact that he's gonna get a little beat up and he's gonna miss some games for you. But games that he's healthy, he's really good having. I obviously got to hope that Jerry Judy is at least a startable option as the potential one out too. Yep. Would be kind of a deal, but odds are, you know, his first year, new quarterback, new system, new everything to him, you know, you might be able to get the flex spot that he has him in and still look pretty smart. Um, you know, big question mark with Brandon Cooks, you know, what's he going to do this year, health concerns with him as well. Uh, one thing, one reason why I had him so low is, and, it's my fault here, but I just don't know anything about his starting running backs. I really don't know anything about Jonathan Taylor to make a smart up opinion or Clyde. Well, and listen, then, you know, looking at his bench, I mean, same thing. I think he took people based upon their names, which I've done that before. A lot of these guys just aren't really worth, uh, you know, official spots on his bench. I think he's going to have to do a lot of odd, or ad drops this year. Gotcha. Hey, listen, the reason is you're not wrong. The reason that you don't know much about his running backs as they're both rookies um and we just we just don't know i mean yeah this clyde edwards eclair guy um he is supposed to be the starting back for kansas city which is you know a very exciting prospect and then jonathan taylor too another exciting prospect could be the starter in indy but again we just haven't seen it we just don't know 
And so I think it's fair to be um, cautious at the very least, if not pessimistic. Uh, these guys could be great, uh, but we do, but we don't know. So I, I don't I don't fault you for for not believing in his running back core until you see it happen on the field. Um, so that leaves numbers thirteen and fourteen. And for any of the kids paying attention out there, that leaves <laughs> that, that leaves our favorite uh, smashly couple, Keenan and Emma. Um, so that's fun. Uh, so let's just jump right into that and and see who. Uh, I just wanted to build the suspense so people could spend a second in their own minds if they weren't keeping up to decide for themselves who who do they think is going to land at the 14 spot on your rankings and uh as it turns out number 13 we're going to be looking at the smarter harder emma so uh tell me why you got emma all the way down at 13. i just don't really love her team um yeah i did put the power couple in the jet last boss and that was uh not on purpose. That's just kind of how it happened based upon the way that I was ranking their teams. How I did everything to kind of help me out, like get uh, my opinions on people's teams is I went through a one through five system and just ranked every single player on their team and wherever they landed that one through five, uh, that's, you know, their total points kind of helped influence my opinion on their teams kind of thing. And these two just had the lowest. Um, you know, I love Ezekiel Elliott and that's really it. Like, that's the only player that I love on her team. I feel like DK Metcalf, like, he should be good, but we got to see more. They're saying DJ Moore is going to be great, but you definitely got to see more out of him. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelty, uh, you know, there will be times where he is going to be your wideout one, even if you have other people doing wideout one numbers. But, you know, that's not the safest wideout one, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I don't see a lot of depth, a lot of names that I like on her bench. Um, a, a little surprising for me to see this team come out of there, but I think this might be the first year that she's looked a little bit in my closer. Very interesting. Very good. Um, and that brings us to your least favorite team this year, uh, the Keen Stars. Um, with uh, what, what, why do you got Keenan all the way down at number 14? Oh, this team just sucks. That's all there is to it. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think he'll be, Keenan's always very uh, disappointed in his own drafts, no matter what happens. So I think he might agree with you, at least until we see him, until we see him get on the field. But Yeah, I think we can expect some self-deprecation. You know, I mean, Derek Henry uh, finally had his good year last year. So, I mean, you got to assume that he's not going to do that again, but he's got to be at least good. You know, uh, I think Chris Carson is a really good number two, uh, you know, good supporting running back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris Goodwin, I mean, you know, we'll see. This, this has a lot of potential. Um, I don't expect him to finish uh, anywhere near where he did last year. I think Chris Goodwin could easily fall out of the top 12. Um, sure. And then I don't love McLaurin. I don't love Brown, personally. Uh, I think James White is a good bench option. And then as far as the bench goes, like there's just not a whole lot there. So, I mean, we're used to seeing a lot of good depth. And on top of that, some real all-star, you know, uh, stuck. But for the first time, he only really has one in Derrick Henry. And I don't know. It's just a, a lackluster team compared to what we've seen in the past. So maybe that's why I'm hating on it so hard. Sure. Well, very, very interesting rankings. You certainly are predicting a changing of the guard uh, early on here this year, just to do a final recap. Number one, 
Dom Gamba. Number two, Chris. Number three, myself. Number four, Matt. Number five, Connor. Number six, Nate. Number seven, Kuz. Number eight, Drew. Number nine, Mikey. Number 10, Colt. Number 11, Nick. Number 12, Jordan. Number 13, Emma. And number 14, Keenan. It will be uh, very fun to maybe revisit this in a few weeks and, and, and do this all again after we get to see some of these guys in action, get some questions answered. But uh, uh, Kev, just wanted to thank you for putting this together and taking the time to come on the show. I know you got a very busy schedule around the Smash League. Um, a lot of people tugging at your shirt sleeves these days, but do you have any final thoughts for the league before I cut you loose today? You know, just uh, keep on smashing. Uh, you know, don't don't, uh, don't give up like I did, you know. Um, <laughs> just uh, keep doing your thing, you know, whether I'm right or wrong, man. Just keep rolling with your gut and make sure that you're happy with what you're doing with your team and doing everything you can with it, so. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Kamish, as, as always, been a pleasure, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. Okay, thank you again to Kevin for those picks, and if you got any issues with what he had to say, he's not in the league anymore, so I don't know what to tell you. Take it up with him on Twitter and hope he doesn't block you because um, it's working for himself now. So there you go. We'll move over now and get into a fantastic interview with one of our league members. Um, so enjoy. Okay, joining me now for what could be the first time, I'm not totally sure, uh, it's certainly been a while, is the um, paying homage to the smoking Hot Nazi Boners with this team name this year, Colt Himmelman. Welcome to the Smashcast. Thanks for having me, Smash. Happy Labor Day weekend. Yeah, you as well. You as well. Um, so, man, are you, are you excited? We're, we're back, you know, all this craziness this year, and here we are, you know, several days away from the kickoff. How are you feeling? No, I'm feeling good. I'm glad. I'm glad the season's going. I'm kind of unsure. I think there was a lot of doubt out there if the Smash season could uh, pull through this, but we're pulling through, and I'm excited. Onward, for sure. Um, that was a fun draft the other night, too. How are you feeling about your team? How did it go for you? I think it's pretty much a typical a typical silence of the games, Nazi boner um, team. A lot of kind of questionable running backs that you're hoping to pull through and do something. And then just kind of mediocre depth throughout. No one really stands out. But <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Did, did you take a look at this one yet? Is mine? I'm looking at it as we speak. I got it up, and um, I'll tell you, I don't know. I think you got a really well-rounded team. Um, I won't spoil for you because I got uh, League Insider Kevin Schefter on the show as well, and he's he's breaking down everyone's drafts for us to, on the oh, show. Perfect. So I won't I won't spoil where he where he puts you, but. I'll just I'll just say quickly I love your running backs in Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler I'm a huge Austin Eckler fan this year, um, so I like that you know 
can't go wrong with the Ravens D, Josh Allen at quarterback. Um, Michael Gallup, I think, is underrated. You get some, you get some good wide receivers for going running back heavy. Uh, I don't know, man. I think it's pretty good. Just a quick, at a quick glance. Um, are you going to keep smoking hot Nazi boners? Rest in peace. Or are you going back to the to the SOG? So if I get off to the hot start, I'm definitely going to keep it. Kind of a tribute to Kev. Nice. And keep that going. But if Kev, if Kev's name rubs off on me, then I, I need to bail. I need to get rid of it <laughs> and go back to Silence for the Games or, or something like that. That's that makes a lot of sense. You gotta keep it loose. You gotta sometimes you gotta be ready to make that change. Yeah. Um, let me ask yeah. you this: um, Would you give up both of your pinky toes in exchange for back-to-back Smash League championships? I think so. You don't really need pinky toes <laughs> for anything, right? I mean, I know it's a big deal if you don't have the big toe. But sure. Pinky toes. I don't think that's a big deal. It might hurt your balance a bit, I suspect, but I, I suppose you could just fill in your boots with something to balance that out, right? It'd be pretty yeah, easy to yeah. throw in a prosthetic pinky toe. So the answer there is, uh, yeah. you didn't seem to hesitate there. That's an easy yes for you. Yeah, I think that one's not too bad, okay. actually. Okay, good to know. Um, let me ask you, what is your favorite chick flick? Oh, I, I don't know. I've never seen a chick flick. <laughs> You've never seen any chick flick? Just, just too macho. No, I, just nothing but football and two liters, huh? What's that? Said nothing but football and two liters for you. Yeah, just two liters, a can of Copenhagen vodka. <laughs> they, they don't make those. They don't make chick uh, flicks with two liters and that kind of stuff. So. That's true, unfortunately. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, well, let me ask you if you could pick one person in the Smash League to never win another game, but they could never quit, who would it be? It would be Keenan, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, Drew's a second, but it's just Keenan so much. I mean, Keenan cares more. Drew's just kind of like, eh, you know, <laughs> if I win, I win. But uh, Keenan definitely, I mean, that would keep him up at night. <laughs> maybe he's sure. just seen enough. It's The dynasty's gone on long enough, maybe, for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, how are the Dolphins going to be this year, and who is going to win the AFC East? I don't know. Um, I really have not paid much attention. I know it's like a complete new team. Mm-hmm. Um, they are starting Fitzmagic. They're not going to roll out that Tua kid right away. I did hear that. I think – I have no idea what they're going to do. I think they are doing like a true rebuild. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they drafted Tua. I do like Fitzmagic kind of starting off the season. I think that's good. Um, Devontae Parker played good last year towards the end, especially. Um, yeah. I don't know. Their defense, they got rid of Mika Fitzpatrick and a lot of good guys like that. Yep. So, I think they are a true wild card. I have no idea. Um I would. I think the Bills might be in contention now. I think the Bills and Patriots are gonna probably battle it out. Okay. Yeah, I think that's yeah. uh, that. That definitely seems plausible to me. Um, and one more question for you, which is uh, kind of a loaded one, but we're gonna go there. And I'm just gonna say, you know, in recent 
seasons, um, your success in the Smash League, to put it bluntly, you know, has, has been wanting, I would say. I think you'd agree with that. So yeah. what changes this season, Cole? What's what's going to be different this year? Um, just different approach. Uh, I, I mean, this is this the least um, ready I've been for a draft, so I'm thinking that'll help. I think I'd go in and overstate the draft too much, <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm just going with it. Nice. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that's a good strategy. That's uh that's a great stratego there is just total opposite, right? Yeah. Just just go in, yeah, don't don't overthink it. Yeah, exactly. Draft your guys, yeah. go with your gut. And I think so far you're off to a good start. Um well cool. Well if you've got time, um I'd love to have you run through some commission picks with me. Uh yeah. week one, we gotta pick them. So Definitely. Great. Well, let's see. I'll uh, we'll kick it off here. I'm just going off of the website on, on my own site. So it's, so we'll start with my matchup against Chris. You got the Savages against the Crazy 88. Projections have it pretty well matched. This one could be fun because this is the uh, obviously number one versus number two pick. So this is McCaffrey versus Barkley. Um, yeah. Chris is rocking Deck Prescott. I've got Matt Ryan. Um, yeah, who, who do you like yeah, here? Yeah, that's true, huh? We got the battle. We get to see firsthand which Broncos running back comes out. That might be a little side bet action right there, now that you mentioned that for me and Chris. Um, What else? Chris has got Kenny Galladay, T.Y. Hilton versus my Juju and Odell. Um, Yeah, what do you think? I think, so it's so funny because I was going to take early like when he was coming back around to me and you took him in that little whatever icon goes off saying ah oh, shoot someone took a player you liked or whatever yeah and I, I looked at it and it was Philip Lindsay and I was like oh man um, I, I think he is going to be substantially better than Melvin Gordon I just have a feeling Nice. Um, I do like that pick with Chris. I really like Kenny Galladay. I've had him the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and every year it seems like he just gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, boom or bust type of guy, but I mean, heavy on the boom side. Yep. I think. Uh, dang, even the projections have this pretty much tied. Yeah, it's tied. Um, <clears throat> I'll go. I'll go with your team on this one, Pat. Okay. Oh, I think. Thanks. I think you've got a little more depth with wide receiver with Edelman, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham. Juju's going to get a bunch of catches this year. No, I think that's my pick. Cool. I'm a. I'm going to go with you on that. I'm going to say my my McCaffrey does exactly what he was drafted to do, and he edges this out for me. A big solid McCaffrey burger to kick things off. Um, next one, let's take a look at Keenan versus Matt. We got the Keen Stars against the Snooters. Obviously, um, Matt uh, with his uh, with his debut finally, a long time coming in the Smash League, going up against Keenan. Um, Keenan's starting Daniel Jones at quarterback. Derrick Henry, Chris Carson at running back. Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin at receiver. Matt's going with Kyler Murray. He's got Alvin Kamara and David Johnson, Julio Jones, Robert Woods. Um, 
projections do have Matt edging this out by a few points. Uh, who do you like here? I thought Snooters had a great draft. Um, Kamara and, and having Kamara and then David Johnson, I think he's going to be the guy down in Houston. And then Julio Jones. I mean, he's got the big names, I think, more so than Keenan does. Mm-hmm. But Keenan always tends to get those guys that no one thinks of and they end up having great years. Um, yep. I, I think I'm going to go with Snooters on this one. Nice. Um, you're right. Uh, I think people are down on Keenan's team right now. I think he's a little down too, but we've unfortunately been fooled before, I think, where we've all we've looked at Keenan's drafts in the past and thought this is nothing special, and then he ends up going on an 11-game win streak all the same. But, uh, but and, all right, so this to me, is, I think, is going to be really tight, but I really, I'm with you. I really like Matt's team. I really like Julio. Um if David Johnson ends up doing like doing really much at all and gets a lot of work, then he's a great running back too behind Camara. Like that's a great running back for him. Uh, Robert Woods feels pretty safe. I'm gonna pick Matt with you as well again. I think I think that's the right call. I think and Keenan said it himself too. He tends to lose week one. This feels like a trap game for Keenan. I'm gonna go Matt. Yeah, Emma actually brought up a funny point too. She was saying, because Keenan was freaking out about his team. And she's like, you see this every year. And it's so funny, he does. He just always says how bad his team is. He read out of the sheets, but it's never really as bad as he makes it out. So I think it'll be close. Yep, exactly. Cool. Okay, let's move on to the next matchup. We got Jordan versus Mikey. So this is Yotto Believe It against the Humble Fucks. Um, Jordan scored Lamar Jackson. He's starting um, Clyde Edwards, Eclair, and Jonathan Taylor. So a couple of rookie running backs that he's rolling out. Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, and then uh, on Mikey's side, Russell Wilson, Kareem Hunt, and Chris Thompson. Um, and then uh, his wide receivers, Devonte Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. This is interesting. I feel like these teams actually remind me a lot of each other. And and Jordan does have the point. Uh, the projected win right now by a few points on, on Mikey, but I think they, these quarterbacks are both great. That's going to be big. And then both of them have running backs that are very up in the air. You know, I think right. projections show that Jordan has an edge there, but in my opinion, you got two rookie running backs against two, you know, pass catching weapons who aren't who aren't workhorses or necessarily starters right and then and then uh right. strong wide receiver play on both sides i gotta say i'm not huge on deandre hopkins until i see it happen i mean every, i mean deandre hopkins is probably the most talented wide receiver in the nfl i don't think there's any question there but new team he's had no time to work with kyler murray it's just that could be a little rusty in the get-go and that makes me a little nervous he is also rocking tyler lockett though at his flex and uh so like i said and if and I, I could be wrong, DeAndre could come out right. He's he's so dominant that Mikey's receivers. I don't know. This is a really interesting matchup yeah. here. What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking. Yeah, it, it is super close when you look at it. I think when it's that close, you got to look at the best player. I think Devontae Adams. I think that's gonna. That could be the difference there. And I am big on Hopkins. I think 
having a guy like Hopkins just makes it that much easier for a young quarterback like Murray. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, I see what you're saying. I think I think I would go Mikey here. Nice. Yeah, you know, I think once again, I'm going to agree with you. I do think it's really tight, but I think what it comes down to is Jordan's running backs are on paper. They should be better, but it's so unproven, and Mikey's receivers are have potential to be incredible. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the edge to Mikey as well. Sweet. Let's see. Next one up. My computer loads. We've got uh, the Sandbaggers taking on the Nomads. So that's uh, Dom versus Aaron. Let me get into the box score real quick. Um, Dom's team is loading. Dead air. Um, so Deshaun Watson at quarterback, Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley at running back, Steph Diggs and Marquise Brown, and then James Conner at the flex. Kuz has got Matt Stafford. And then uh, Lev Bell, on Johnson, Michael Thomas, and then he's got George Kittle and DJ Chark. I like both these teams as well. Um, they are giving a significant edge to Dom in this uh, in this projected total, on, on like an eight point spread. That's a pretty or seven point eight line uh, for yeah. Dom. What, what do you think? I think this is probably the best team I think Dom's drafted. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't recall him drafting ever really that good, but I think this is a good one. Uh, if, it's hard to say what Gurley's going to do mm-hmm. because I have no idea what he's going to do um, with Atlanta. I think LA was pretty all right getting rid of him. Yeah. Um, James Conner, I think he's going to have a bounce-back year. I, I think I would go with Dom on, on this game, although Kuz has Michael Thomas, which, I mean, that guy can win you so many games you having him on your team. Yeah. But I think I'll go with Dom on this one. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, Dom's interesting. Todd Gurley, James Conner, potential to be incredible, also potential to be injured, both of them, and not see the field right. much. That's usually not a concern week one, thankfully, for him. Um, and obviously, Deshaun Watson is on another level compared to Matt Stafford. But I'm with you. I mean, Michael Thomas is is the best. George Kittle and DJ Chark, I actually do like his receiver core overall. And maybe if Lovebell picks it up, I, you know, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Kuz here. I'm going to go go against the grain a little bit. I think Matt Stafford is the difference maker week one. I think Stafford comes out feeling healthy for the first time in a long time and lights it up against the Bears week one. And maybe Kuz gets like a nice 26 out of Stafford to kick things off or something like that. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm going to go. Okay, moving on. We've got uh, Nate versus Nick, another brotherly matchup. Uh, the WTF Shady Nasties against the annexation of Puerto Rico. Um, always love a good Riley matchup. Let's yep. see. Um, Shady Nasties have the line pretty close at about uh, 4.6 points. Um, they're edging out. Nick's team bringing Tom Brady to the table. 
Dalvin Cook and Mark Ingram are running back. Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, and Will Fuller versus we got Drew Brees, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Adam Thielen, Zach Ertz, and Jarvis Landry. Um, how do you like these teams? I think they're both really good teams. I, I think Nate did a good job, though. I mean, Ingram's going to be Ingram in Baltimore, I think. Dalvin Cook's a stud. I think Tom Brady is going to come down and light it up in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Nate's team looks I, – I think his team looks better. Right. One thing, to, know, you know, one thing to keep in mind here, I just noticed, is that um, he's got the 4.6 point spread. Uh, you know, the, he's got the advantage there, but Nick is starting Matt Gay at kicker, who is currently a free agent, apparently, and doesn't play for a team. So, oh. that I think if he were to plug in an actual kicker, he might overtake that point, that projected point total as well. So, it might be a little closer than that looks. Whether Nick actually makes that happen in the next five days is, you know, that's a yeah. we've seen, we've seen, he's a bit of a wild card there. So we'll see if he can, if he can swap that out. But uh, I don't know, maybe, I mean, not to, not to just turn on Tom terrific, but it makes me a little nervous. You know, Brady wasn't great in New England last year. I know he's got all these weapons now, but that also makes me nervous for Mike Evans. There's a lot of mouths to feed in, uh, in Tampa this year. And, you know, say we will about Jameis Winston, but he spread the ball around. He was able to feed two number one wide receivers. I don't know if Brady slings the ball that much to get both these guys. So I think you're going to have weeks where Evans comes up on top, but I think you have weeks where Godwin's on top and Evans disappears. Maybe Gronk gets involved with the other tight end. You know, you've got like, I mean, there's so much they're going to try and run the ball a lot. They spread in Fournette. So that makes right. me a little nervous. Yeah. Um, I think, and then on the other side, though, big injury concerns. Miles Sanders is banged up. Joe Mixon is kind of banged up. Um, you know, Drew Brees, too. This is Brady versus Brees. That's perfect because they're playing each other week one of real life, too. And uh, Brees as well. It's like he's efficient, but he's not throwing the deep ball anymore. This is this is going to be a tight one for sure. This is going to be a nail-biter. Um, did you say you're picking Yeah, and Nick does have a bunch of kind of PPR-friendly receivers with d Landry, of course. Yep. Earth, Earth, and uh, Philly. So those guys are typically they get quite a few points just off catches. So that's going to help them too. Yep. So who are you picking? Um, I'll I'll go with Nate okay. on this. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna join you on that. I I think you're right. I think uh, I'm a little concerned that Nick won't put a kicker in, which could end up being the defining moment. But <laughs> even if he does, um, yeah, I think I think Nate's gonna edge him out. Uh, next, let's take a look at your matchup. We've got the smoking hot uh, silence of the Gams boners. Rest in peace. Um, going up against Drew, and it's gone. Um, really putting you through the ringer to start the year. But this is yeah. one, this is one of my favorite matchups every year. This is rivalry week, you know. And uh, so let me break it down. You're starting Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, and Raheem Mostert, uh, Calvin Ridley, Michael Gallup, Austin Eckler, and the Flex. And then uh, Drew's going Aaron Rodgers. He's got Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. His receivers are Cortland Sutton, Keenan Allen, and then he's got Devin Singletary in the flex. Um, what do you think about this? Your line is very close. One point, Drew, they're giving Drew a 1.6 point uh, advantage. So pretty negligible. 
Yeah, I honestly don't know. Um, Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake were two guys I was looking at in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just ended up, I mean, the smart choice, I think, was Chubb, but we'll see if that pays off. Right. Um, I'm, so I'm hoping Mostert can pick up where he left off last year. The guy was an animal toward her in the playoffs and then leading up to the playoffs. He was really good. But they have a lot of, they have a lot of backs out there too. So I think if Mostert can get some carries in that game, I, I think I can beat Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he does, I, I think it's going to come down to stuff. I, I think everything else kind of looks like it cancels each other out with the receivers. Um, I think it's going to be the top two running backs and who does better. Um, if that's, uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, I agree. I think, uh, it's, you know, San Francisco, their offense is so up in the air this year. No one knows what's going to happen over there. So if Raheem is involved, that's going to be huge. But Raheem aside, I prefer your Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler to Jacobs, Drake, Singletary action. So I do give you the edge at running back personally. Um, people are low on Rodgers this year. It's interesting. And we'll have to see if he, if that's true or not, you know, that's going to be a big factor for Drew. Cause if he's getting quality production out of Rodgers, that's scary, but he might not. Um, I don't know. I think you've got more guarantees on your team. That's why I'm picking you, Colt. Is. All right, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick myself as well. <laughs> uh, would this give the smoking hot Nazi voters their first win in two years? Is, is that true? Is that true? Did you tell you that? I, I don't know. You just tell me. No, I, I don't know. I think Dom or someone mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, yeah. Well, let's hope to break the cycle then this time around. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, okay, that brings us to our last matchup here. We've got uh, the Coon versus the smarter harder uh connor versus emma one of my favorite rivalries because there's been so much controversy between these two franchises and uh let's see another close line they are giving emma the edge here she's rolling out carson wentz she's got zeke elliott and then uh deandre swift at running back um travis kelsey dj moore dk metcalf and then connor's got patrick mahomes Cam Akers and Leonard Fournette, Tyreek Hill, Allen Robinson, AJ Green. Man, another another tough one to call. I like. Um, obviously, I'm going to go Mahomes over Wentz. I think Wentz can do it. We like any given week, but Mahomes is so consistent. It's so yeah. good. Emma, I don't know. DeAndre Swift scares me, but she's got Zeke, so it's one another one of those situations where she doesn't really need a great running back to to fill in this week, right. you know, like Zeke should take care of a lot of that. Um, yeah. I do like Connor's wide receivers better. Tyreek Hill, Allen Robinson, and if A.J. Green can, you know, if he's healthy, then that's a great flex play. That's compared to oh, yeah. compared to DK Metcalf. I mean, no brainer there. So I'm kind of leaning towards the coon here. See, and I was thinking I would go with Emma on this. I like DK Metcalf. He was doing, he was starting to come on pretty strong last year too. Mm-hmm. It kind of, kind of, I think, will take some of those receptions away from Lockett maybe and maybe prove to be kind of more of a number one guy out there. Travis Kelsey's 
I mean, probably the only tight end I would take. Yeah. Um, because you don't really need a tight end in our league. Yeah. But that guy is such a stud. Um, like you said, Zeke's going to pick up a lot of the slack from whatever Swift cannot produce. Yeah. Um, I think I would go with Emma here. Nice. And I'll pick Emma. It's super close. Yeah, I think you might have me convinced, but I'll stick to my guns and stick with Connor because I already said it. But yeah, I, I, I agree. There's a lot to like about Emma's team. So this is going to be a tight one. But yeah. There you go. Well, that wraps up our first round of 2020 commission picks, Cole. Thanks a lot for, for helping me through that. Yeah. Um, thanks for getting me on the show. This is my second appearance. Good. I think. Well, hopefully <laughs> we'll, we'll get it going a little more often. But, uh, Sounds good. Cool, man. Well, thanks again, and we will talk soon. Good luck to you this week. And uh, you too. And hey, don't hang up. Remember, stay on the line. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit recording, but don't hang up. Uh. All right, and uh, thank you again to Cole for their, a great interview for some help on some commission picks. Man, feels good to. Uh, be back to making picks, getting things going. Just going to wrap it up here and just um, sign off with everyone. Wishing everyone a uh, excellent first week. Um, may the fantasy points flow through your team like diarrhea of the Buffalo or diarrhea of me during COVID-19 quarantine. Um, and, uh, you know, stay safe, stay healthy out there. And keep smashing. Um, thank you for listening, and I will hopefully be talking to you all soon. Take care. Smash on. The end. Oh, thank you.